2: Hey guys, Molly here. You may have noticed that our recent release schedule has been kind of, mm, sporadic. This has been due to a series of technical difficulties, including my computer finally dying. So, using some other computers, I frantically tried to edit last week's episode only to realize I'd edited the wrong episode. On the bright side, this week, you're getting two. Next week, we will be taking off, both because we normally take off after we finish a book and because I need a break with my crazy busy teaching schedule at the moment. But we will return in October every week with Street Magic. Oh yeah. Also, this episode may include swearing.
3: Reading Circle
4: Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany.
0: And I'm Goodwin.
3: And today we're reading the epilogue of Magic
5: Set. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice.
0: And let's make the perfect student.
4: <laughs> the epil- I love it much
3: so uh is pretty much just two scenes the first scene is pasco heading off to live at yasmin's dance studio and his family's kind of begrudgingly accepted that he is a dancer he's got to go learn the second scene is sandry going back to discipline to visit Lark again. In this scene, we do have a little bit of of exposition about the things that have been going on at the Citadel. The Duke has been asking Sandry for advice on fashion, and Baron Erdogan has gotten in an argument with one of the maids, because why can't you just let Lady Sandry handle it? (laughs) And Sandry arrives at Discipline, and there's a young man there sitting at the table, and the instant he sees her, he runs away. And Lark comes bolts. in.
4: That's a fucking mood, though.
3: Lark comes in and explains that this is Thomas, who is the student who has been mentioned briefly in like chapter four, who has signs of being a mage and is very, very shy. Lark also mentions that he is very agreeable and she's like i'm pretty sure that's why he's a novice like somebody told him he should do it and he just said okay
5: so i'm gonna have to break in with that and i wonder how it's gonna go whenever rose thorn shows back up because she's really gruff lark is very like nurturing and like okay i'm gonna let be really sweet and gentle to this kid. And Rose Thorn is not that. So I wonder how it's gonna go whenever she shows back up, how that's gonna go. Because he can barely be around one person at a time, let alone two. And to be around somebody like Rose
3: Thorn. Which is probably why Lars tells Sandry that she thinks it's going to be easier without Rose Thorn.
5: Ever. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that kid is never going to come out of his room ever again.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that Rose Thorn will be able to keep herself not as mean. She She's capable of it, whether she'll want to or not is another question, but,
5: yeah, I, but I'm sure she know. can tone it down. I feel like she gets irritated easily, though, and him being super agreeable and bolting as soon as he sees someone, I feel like she would get
0: irritated pretty quickly with the kid. I'm, I'm hoping she'll be able to keep it.
4: She does have Lark there, though, and Lark is really good at keeping Rose Thorn in line. No, Rosie.
5: Stop it.
0: Lark's going to put her in the well.
4: (laughs) Lark is the only one who gives that threat against Rose (laughs) Thorne. Listen, if you're not nice to him, I will put you in the well.
3: Thomas has been living in Daja's Old room because even before the kids all left to the four corners of Emelon, even before the kids left, Daja was mostly sleeping at Frostpine's Forge. Lark was like, "Eh, I don't think she'll mind. Sandry tells Lark that she thinks she's going to be staying on at the Duke Citadel. Lark is not at all surprised by this and basically says, Well, yeah, you're growing up and this is part of your process of growing up. So, of course, you're going to go at the Duke Citadel and do these more grown-up things that are involved in living there lovely sweet little goodbye between Lark and Sandry of course it's not like a goodbye forever I'm never going to see you again but it's kind of like the kid leaving leaving for college Uh, (laughs) as part of her going away Sandry goes upstairs to tell a promise that he should have her old room because it's right next to Lark's workshop, she thinks that hearing Lark doing her work in her workshop might help
5: Comus feel more comfortable. Well, he won't has far to run this time either. True, that too.
3: <laughs> that is how magic stuff ends. Sweet,
5: but sad. <laughs> kind of bittersweet. It really is. It's really bittersweet. <laughs>
3: Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we we talk about what we liked and we disliked in the chapter. Thomas is one of my favorite characters in the entire series even though he plays a very small role. He's mentioned in chapter four and then we see him for about three sentences in this book. And I just think he's so sweet and adorable and cute. And I just kind of want to like pat his head. That's my big thing Just
0: want to reassure him. It's okay. Sandry won't bite.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and then I mentioned this when last episode when we read the when we read the excerpt. I'm glad Pasco's family is figuring out that his dancing isn't useless. But I did notice that his grandfather says the word
5: female the same way craned up. Mm-hmm. 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 Irritated me because they're like, oh, you can use this for harrier work, but what can that female teach you? That female is the one that taught him the dance to be able to catch said rats. So obviously she could teach him a whole great deal. Now shut your fucking face.
3: Also, the provost is female. The provost herself. Many of this guy's descendants who are themselves harriers are female. Like, <laughs> his daughter (laughs) I don't know if it specifies whether this is uh his Pasco's maternal or paternal grandfather but regardless
5: regardless of whatever grandfather he is yeah
3: Pasco's mom Pasco's sister Costco's
0: cousin like even though he's got all these powerful women i'm assuming in his like space you can still feel that like uh m- misogyny in that
5: maybe it's because she's tiny i don't know
0: well, he's Aww. wrong regardless
4: well it's one of those it's also someone who's not a harrier so That's... therefore by default, it's someone who's less noble or less strong or something along those lines. That's true, but because literally, it's not taught, a harrier.
5: She taught him the dance that helped him catch the rats. So I
4: know. I'm just saying that's Ugh. probably a good deal of why he responds like that is because she's not a harrier. And she uh, dances to make her money.
3: I think I just changed my answer for part three in this moment.
0: I liked seeing Pasco stand up to his grandther Because he was clearly when he was, before he met Sandry and learned all this magic and stuff. Um, He couldn't stand up for himself even like in front of his cousins, much less his own mom or his grandpa. But he's kind of learned to stand up for himself. At least a little bit. I I think we're going to see him go on and do... uh, really great things in the future at least i hope we are
5: i hope so i want to see them again
0: i also like the part where lark explained to sandry that the guilt that she feels over taking the life of the dina hers and uh, the unmagic mage child it's okay for her to feel bad about it even though she made the correct decision because that guilt that she feels over making that kind of lets her know that it was an okay thing to do if she didn't feel guilt over it, that's something you might have to worry about in Sandry.
5: Would it make her any better than the horse So.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it shows that you know she's capable of making these difficult difficult decisions and still feel remorse over what happened, but still be able to make those tough decisions.
5: I feel like it's the same lesson that Tris learned in her book.
0: Mm-hmm. I like the very last line that says. We were lucky. It's time we spread our luck to others, I think, really kind of opening up. I think the rest of the books are going to be pretty similar to this one with uh, more students for for our, our kids who are also still students, I guess, but uh, it, it, it feels like a really good jumping off point for the next books, and I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes.
5: I feel like uh, Molly has kind of hinted at all the other kids having students, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's because Sandry is going to send them all letters saying, hey, keep an eye out for these kids that you see and help them out. Yeah, yeah I
0: it really cemented that
5: i wrote about
3: that last paragraph that ending though foreshadowing anyone
5: (laughs) like a mary potter musical does anyone know what foreshadowing is i really like the duke asking sandry for advice about uh, relationship stuff it's so cute
3: so
4: cute
5: him and yasmin are Actually, becoming a couple, and it's so cute. Oh, my goodness! And then I really like the part two where Lark tells Sandry that she's the closest that she'll ever have as a daughter. And I was like, Oh, my heart! It was so cute and so sad at the same time. Uh, having a child of my own, I am not ready for whatever she's gonna leave. I know I have several years till that happens, she's only five. But it's going to come one day, and I'm going to be very saddened by it, Ugh, just watching my baby grow.
4: I'm going to be honest, one of my favorites is the uh, uh, when Pasco's leaving, and uh, the line, we don't want to hear you giving your teacher any grief. <laughs> and then Pasco's like, yeah, between Yasmin and, and Sandry, I'm the one who's going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I do like that Pasco tells his grandfather like look I have to understand my magic in full and I I'm like I feel like you learned a lesson from getting kidnapped by murderers even if it was a very brief kidnapping like
5: I mean if he wouldn't have got kidnapped I feel like he would be the same old Pasco and he probably wouldn't have moved in with Yasmin I don't feel like he would have learned a lesson so it was Good, I guess he got
0: kidnapped. I'd say perhaps
5: it was meant to be
2: in a way, like
0: seeing exactly what happened to the other kid, mage his same age, you know, that had to have had a huge effect on him. Huge, it says it's it says as much, you know, but like, yeah, this is the entire reason why he's going into training is because he knows what'll happen, he doesn't
4: want to end up like that, yeah, yeah. So,
5: as bad as the kidnapping was, it was also good at the same time benefits out of it i guess we learn from our mistakes exactly when they don't kill us yeah when they don't yeah. kill us
0: maybe next time he won't sneak a bite of the cake dummy <laughs> right imagine if that was the only lesson he got out of that oh, no more cake
3: Only but i'm never eating cake again
4: ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> another is sandry's viral into like this self-loathing and depression being broken by letters from Daja, Briar, and, and Tris. I felt
3: that. that I
4: just, I thought that was adorable. It, it, it also has a lot of meaning behind it, but I just love that that's what Pulls her out, And I know I touched on this in a couple of previous chapters where her grounding are the other kids. And like this just kind of reinforces that their relationship is so strong. They're able to affect each other without even being able to communicate. Instantaneously, I love it. Well,
3: it's kind of like um, the last book that focused on Sandry was about her kind of forging this group of friends that were her lightness, yeah. and then yeah, it, it's maybe not as strong a theme in this book, but you still see it because we have that unmagic, and she still has these nightmares of getting swallowed into darkness. And at this moment where she is metaphorically being swallowed into that darkness, they are the light that helps bring her
4: out of it. Makes me happy. It makes me feel things. I know Brittany touched on this, but I want to touch on the phrasing of this, like just how it you and I are not finished my heart that specifically it just the relation we we talk a lot about Briar and Rose Thornton's relationship and how their bond has formed but we don't ever really like talk about Lark and Sandry's relationship because Lark's kind of like that doting mother who can be firm when she needs to be but would rather spoil the children, and this is all of them. We we see her with everybody, yeah. But we don't talk about the bond between Sandry and Lark, and how different it is than say, or with Lark with anybody else. There, I I just love them. I talk about how much I love Briar and Rose for, but no, really, Sandry and Lark are just I, I love it so much because Lark is exactly what Sandry needs and then Goodwin talked about the last line in the chapter and no really I I also love that
0: to kind of jump off what you were saying to Sandry and Lark's relationship that's kind of what the whole series has been about these student kid you know relationships that are um, we're we're kind of seeing not, not end but kind of start over The kids themselves are now becoming the teachers and they're basically almost like training up the new generation. They've had great teachers. So I don't have any, any reason to believe that they won't be great teachers as well.
5: I'm excited to see more of Tris and Nico's relationship because with the other three are with their teacher, like almost every day, and they can rely on their teachers a lot, like Dodge and Frostpine, Rose, Thorne, and Briar, Lark, and Sandry. with Nico first four books you just see him like oh here's some books read these books and I'll be back later so now that Tris is actually out on an adventure with him it's gonna be nice to see their actual like relationship grow some because we see that with all the other kids but not so much with Triss.
4: <laughs> I'm just over here with the scheming face Molly too
5: I can't I'm like I like I can't
3: look at Natalie cuz this is just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
5: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
3: Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. To me, the theme is life must go on and or growing up. You're all nodding. so That's the theme I, I had, too.
0: Yeah. Mine, mine was growing or moving on, but yeah, that's...
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've talked before about how I like coming-of-age stories. Just the way this book wraps up, I feel like is a really good example of what I love about this series and why I love this series so much, because it really is just a coming of age story about these four young people it also has magic in it everything i need in my life do you guys have anything you want to add to that
0: honestly it's just so like really really obvious and in your face like yeah because i mean you know we see pasco definitely grown up kind of standing up for himself a little bit in front of his family and sandry basically giving up her spot in um discipline which she can always come back to but you know just pretty much being made aware that she's growing up it's it's all there They grow up so fast.
5: They really do.
3: (laughs) So sad. I feel like that's really kind of why it's bittersweet. I feel like coming of age stories always have kind of a bittersweet ending to them.
5: I wasn't ready. We just got them in the first four, and now they're already grown up and flying away. I'm not ready. I wanted more adventures with them together. But no, they're, we're already having them torn apart. And it's breaking my heart.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got to they gotta spread their wings.
5: Don't go breaking my heart. I wasn't thinking it was going to be so soon.
0: <laughs> I mean, it snuck you, up on me. I mean, it, and it kind of goes back to the beginning of this one where it's like, Sandry has to become a teacher now, even though she's fourteen. Like,
5: mm-hmm.
0: I, I wasn't expecting that. So this I, is it's we, very fast. We
5: were told there's eleven books in this series. It's like okay, maybe book like 9, 10, 11 is when they like, yeah, like split near, up near and, the end. Yeah, yeah, near the end they start splitting up and doing their own thing, growing up. No, we're on book five. <laughs> oh my! It heart.
3: has
0: it has been quick.
5: Ah. remind
3: me when oh I reach the end of the series I will have to tell you my my theory on how the series was originally formulated and why or how it didn't end up following such formulation okay.
4: do you want to know why it didn't I, I can already tell you why it didn't for, uh, follow such formulation can already tell you character said mm, I see your plan but nah that's not what we're gonna do as a writer Molly you know this too the characters go I see your plan I see it but we're gonna do this now
3: see I like that because at some point the book just starts growing organically and you don't really know where it comes from you're like I don't remember plotting this but okay
4: (laughs) I guess this is how it is
3: Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic did you craft out of this chapter?
4: You can always go home again. It's one of those things I've always been kind of on the outs with my family. And so the family that I have now, I know I could disappear for years And come back. And I mean, we'd have to work on it, but I can always come home again. It's like when I moved to Ohio, I came back and immediately was just accepted back. And I feel like that kind of, especially with the line of, and if I want to leave the Citadel, when Sandry says that. And she's basically asking permission, if I don't like this, can I come back home? And larks immediate of course you can always come home again
0: magic that i took out of this is that guilt isn't always negative it definitely has you know a negative connotation and if it's not properly managed it can escalate to something worse but having a sense of guilt over something you've done even though it was right it's not always bad it can help keep you in check and kind of under help you understand that if you've done something wrong for the right reason it can still hurt you and kind of keep you well the example in the in the book being, Sandry obviously had to take three lives. And even though it was for good reasons, the fact that she feels guilt is kind of what separates them from the people that she had to take out.
4: Guilt can make you a better person if you don't let it consume you.
5: The magic I pulled out was where Pasco talks about how he wants to understand his magic, the good and the bad. I know with myself, I don't like learning bad things. And so I tend to try to avoid it. I need to start learning the bad things, I guess, to make myself a more well-rounded person, I guess. Cosco recognizes his shortcomings in using his magic for greedy and self-serving reasons. like eating cake when he's not supposed to be there. <laughs> he learned, hey, I probably shouldn't sneak off and eat cake or I'll get kidnapped.
0: I think that's something we all need to remember.
5: Yeah, don't be greedy, little bastards, and we won't get kidnapped.
3: (laughs) Invisibility, good, cake, bad.
5: (laughs) But no, in all seriousness, I definitely want to start not just good things, but also bad things. So it will make me a well-rounded person as well.
3: Well, I said that you guys made me change my answer for number three at the beginning of the episode. So what I wrote down at the beginning of the episode was change doesn't happen in a day. As much as I'm like, geez, Grandsir, you're still being kind of a dick. Well, it's baby steps, right? So he's not gonna like magically be like, oh, dancing is a worthwhile profession. But he he has taken the first steps toward accepting Costco who he is the other one I feel like still stands true that I wrote down before which was that last line that we've already mentioned and I guess it especially hits me because I'm a teacher but yeah spread your luck since this is the last chapter of the book we're gonna hold off on our excerpt until our next episode when we talk about the book as a whole
4: yay
5: Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly,
0: Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin.
5: If you like the show, tell your friends about us.
4: If you don't like the show, tell your enemies.
0: (laughs) Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.
3: Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle
5: at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at ReadingCircleTemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud.
4: Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr.
0: You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group.
3: See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram.
4: Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram.
0: Another special thanks to Brittany's brother Thomas Dick for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud.
4: Thanks
3: to Tamara Pierce for writing the Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. I love when Goodwin just like loses his train of thought completely and turns into Neanderthal man.
0: I, I can't. I, uh, I, I'm i physically incapable of uh, thoughts right now.
1: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.